This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Today I have Susie's question, and she asks, when a friend says she wants to quit smoking, everyone will support her, and no one will offer her a cigarette ever. So why is it that our friends have such a hard time when we announce that we no longer want to drink? And why does it feel, when we announce it, that the reaction might be judgmental? Oh, I didn't know she was an alcoholic. People seem to go straight to that mindset, which makes it pretty much taboo to discuss. Thank you for the question, Susie. It is such a complex question, and I think at the crux of the issue is the fact that we treat alcohol addiction very differently from any other addiction. So. As an example, we don't have cigarette-aholics, we don't have heroinism or cocaineism, yet we have alcoholics and alcoholism. And alcoholic, the word, and alcoholism, the word, they define people. Whereas um, an addiction to cigarettes or an addiction to cocaine or addiction to heroin, that defines the addiction. And the addiction is separate from the person. So with alcohol, we seem to put the blame on the person rather than the substance. And I think that in itself is something that's really wrong um, with how we look at alcohol as a society, but it, it contributes to this answer. But it's no wonder because the vast majority of people drink. I mean, the last statistic I read was that 87% of people in the United States drink alcohol. So as a culture, we need to justify this because how can we justify that we're all consuming something that's addictive? Um, it's just my opinion, but I think one of the easiest ways to justify it is to simply ignore the fact that like cigarettes, like heroin, like cocaine, alcohol is addictive. And so the language around alcohol by blaming the individual rather than the substance, it's created this huge taboo because people become to blame for their drinking. Um, you know, you're not to blame if you got addicted to cigarettes necessarily, like people don't look at you and worry, you know, and, and pity. Um, but if you get addicted to alcohol, people definitely, mm, you know, it's a, it's a different thing. And so I think we treat everything else that we know is bad for us very differently than we treat alcohol. Like if my friend and I were sitting around and we were eating donuts, for example, we would probably comment on, oh, this is such a great donut, it's really yummy, but we'd also probably say something like, maybe I'm just gonna have a half or just one because gosh, they're so full of fat and calories and that's not good for me. Nobody sits around drinking their glasses of Chardonnay and says, oh, well, this is such a nice Chardonnay, but I really worry about the breast cancer and the liver damage. I mean, that just doesn't happen. So our societal perception has separated alcohol from other things that are bad for us. Like we even say alcohol and drugs, you know, it's not that alcohol is a drug, despite the fact that alcohol kills 88,000 people per year, whereas, you know, combined prescription and illegal drugs kill only, you know, less than 50,000 people per year. So that's kind of a tangent, but I think it goes a long way to explain why you're treated differently when you quit drinking than when you quit smoking. And I can also look back at you know my own intolerance around this question. So when I was drinking a lot, I just didn't understand why people didn't drink. And that's what I told myself, like, why not? Like, why wouldn't you drink? And it didn't make sense to me and I was really pretty vocal about it. Hi, Greg, thanks for joining. And um, if I look back objectively, I think this was because deep inside, I knew I was treating my body really badly. So let's just look at the evidence, right? 
you know, it, it, you don't hear about people drinking too many Cokes and then puking, but I have a really hard time thinking of even my most moderate drinking friends who haven't on occasion drank so much that they throw up. And throwing up, I mean, throwing up, like it's disgusting, but what a miracle, right? Because you poisoned yourself to the extent that you're gonna die if you don't get it out. You're going to die from drinking that much of this substance. Throwing up saves your lives. And people throw up every Friday and Saturday night downtown, but they're saving their lives. So we can't sit here and say that alcohol is not bad for us. And then, you know, equally, look at having hangovers. I mean, you don't need a better, clearer thing that you're gonna have to spend the whole next day recovering if you go out and have too much to drink. Um, I mean, it, it just, you know, alcohol is, is not good for us. And so I think a lot of my personal intolerance really stemmed from fear. And there was a lot of fear. There was fear about this deep down feeling that I was doing something to my body that wasn't necessarily good for it. There was fear that I wanted to do this thing that wasn't good for my body more than I knew I should want to do this thing. And this little voice in the back of my head saying, wow, you feel really differently about alcohol than you do about say chocolate ice cream. Like there was something inside of me that knew that I had a different relationship with alcohol, that I was a little bit more excited about having the glass of wine at the end of the day than I was about ever having, you know, dessert. And so I think deep inside we kind of know these things and, and there was fear for me that alcohol was the glue that held some of my friendships together. I feared that alcohol was the juice that made me an outgoing, funny person. You know, there's a lot of fear that without it, I would have been someone different. And, and I think, um, a really good example is when my friends stopped drinking. So we had drank together for years and years, had, you know, some very drunken times. And one day she up and said, Hey guys, I've quit drinking, you know, I'm done. And, um, she was going to AA and she said, look, I'm an alcoholic. This is who I am. And you know, her, sorry, it's a bit windy out here. Um, my first reaction to this was, Oh shit what does this mean for me? You know, we drank together and we drank together frequently. And so my first questions were, am I drinking too much? And what does that mean? And questioning your drinking is not something that we allow. And I think that's such a tragic mistake because we've drawn this really hard line between normal drinkers on one hand, responsible drinkers, we even call them, which that's a whole other episode, but, and then alcoholics. And so you've got your normal drinkers and you've got your alcoholics. And so questioning isn't simple. Like, it's not like you can just question, am I eating too much sugar? Because if you question your drinking, what you're really questioning is, am I an alcoholic? And the implications of that question, we've made it a terrifying, crippling question because the implications are horrific. I mean, alcoholism is defined as a lifelong progressive disease for which there is no cure and that you will have to become sober and 100% abstinent. And we interpret that as living a life of deprivation and missing out. And um, we feel we'll have to take on the stigma of the label and people are our number one thing as people is community and being with other people. And so admitting that we're an alcoholic or admitting that we're different and we're gonna have to change separates us, it makes us different. And so as a society, because we don't allow for this progression of addiction with alcohol, we say, there's people over here who are totally on top of their shit, and then there's people over here who are totally not. And we don't say, okay, well, no, actually, alcohol is addictive. You know, you can get addicted over time if you drink enough of it. Like, 
that's what the experts say and and we don't allow that so it makes it a really scary thing so if a friend stops drinking it becomes scary for the drinker and I think that's why it's treated so differently so that's totally a bit of a tangent but I think that all the weirdness Susie that you experienced from telling your friends you stopped drinking weirdness you didn't probably experience when you told your friends you stopped smoking I think that our societal perception of alcohol and how it's alcohol and drugs and alcohol is separate from other addictive substances um, I think that's absolutely at the crux of the issue so thank you so much for the question Susie this has been Annie Grace with This Naked Mind Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can learn more at thisnakedmind.com. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe as it really helps us spread the word.